I man, it gets me every time on how the torso. Tall, how tall you are? Yeah, we have the same length in legs, I think. <laughs> but I'm. Well, I'm only. What are you? Five seven? Uh huh. Exactly five seven? I I mean, last time I checked. Last time you checked? Yeah, we should double check that. I I'm technically five nine and three fourths. <laughs> But I just say 5'10", because it's not that big of a stretch, and usually I'm in shoes, so I say 5'10", but I've never gone too far where I say 5'11", because then that would make me a liar. So 5'10", is what I've always said. Because it's know, only a quarter inch. Can I tell you a really weird brain fart I had the last time I was at the DMV? I was writing all my information down because I had to renew my license, and I put in my height 5'8", and then so when the guy looked at it, I don't know what I was doing. It was just one of those days I had so much going on. And the guy behind the counter who worked at the DMV looked and he goes, did you magically grow an inch? I go, what do you mean? <laughs> because it says here you were 5'7 and now you're 5'8. I go, oh, I go, my bad. And I was like, please put 5'7. And he goes, you grew an inch and you put 5'8. <laughs> so my ID says I'm 5'8 now. <laughs> well, well, you're five maybe, seven. Maybe but, I you know. grew an inch magically. But isn't it interesting to think we're only two inches apart, but this is like four inch difference I mean, you of look, torso. So you have really long legs, and I'm more proportionate. You know, I went on a date one time, and I was sitting down, and when we both got up, because I was there first, and they came and they sat, and when we both got up, he's like, "Whoa!" He goes, "You're way uh, taller than I thought." Because we were sitting, like, imagine oh, meeting yeah. someone. Yeah. And then we both got up, and it just, I don't know, I remember that. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, Anywho, why don't we get into the episode today, babe? Let's do that. Do you want to kick it off with the sponsor, and then I'll do the opening? I think we shall do that. All Welcome, right. everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Lugs. So let's head back to the golden age of the 90s. That is when the fun and stylish Lugs brand first found its footing as a leader within the footwear and fashion space. Fast forward to today and Lugs is crushing it, offering a full range of stylish footwear for the entire family. And with the holidays coming up, the freaking holidays, you guys, we're in the middle of September. Can you stand that? Let's get ahead. Let's do a little pre-holiday shopping. So if you head to lugs.com, you can find the most versatile and stylish boots and canvas looks. The amazing news, y'all, is we have a discount code for you. 30% off discount code. You can use freddyalyssa30 at checkout for 30% off. However, this code you can use on any full-priced item. Note, this does not include the sale section. It's only on full-priced items. So again, head to lugs.com, that's L-U-G-Z.com, and use Alyssa 30 at checkout for 30% off. Happy shopping! Yes, happy shopping. I'm definitely not going to do any shopping too soon. Why not? Well, I guess you could. I mean, they're promoting that you should get on it. Come on! That's, that's planning. That's... I feel like shopping for Christmas in September is the equivalent to backing into a parking spot. What You're setting you yourself up for success because it's it's better to back into a parking spot because you're doing the hard work first oh. so that you can have an easy exit. Same thing here. So maybe they do have a point of Christmas so shopping. So maybe we should get it done yeah. because I will tell you a lot of times when the holidays are creeping around the corner, you're like, I have time, I have time, I have time. Remember how you were half kidding about putting our Christmas tree up? 
I was half kidding, and then you made a TikTok about it, and now I look like a crazy Christmas lady, which yeah. I am. But. We did. We didn't end up doing it, but I was looking, and uh, I, I think I just enjoy spending time in the garage because I've never had a garage. <laughs> so I was looking around, and we have a bunch of stuff in there that I should sell, but we're still going to have the garage regardless for a hundred dollars a month. So I feel like if I sell half of the stuff, we still have the garage. So why do it? But I could sell the stuff and maybe make a thousand bucks, and then we could do something fun You're with that thousand. Like I could get myself our... like five back massages. Oh my goodness! Well, listen, keep dreaming about the five back massages, and why don't you do the intro for the people? Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you'd like to like the page, if you'd like to like the page. That rolls off the tongue. That would be amazing. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes and you want to give us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be incredible. We've been putting up content now for almost four years. This November is going to be our four-year anniversary of professionally putting up content. And this October is going to be the filming of our 200th episode of the Freddie and Alyssa show. So I want to thank all of you for supporting us every single week and tuning into the show. We really, really appreciate that. And here's something that we haven't talked about in a while, but has been up and active and going amazing. And we have a lot of fun with it for 15 months now. 15 months. 15 Do you know months. what it is? No. We have a membership program oh. here on YouTube and Facebook. So if one episode of the Freddie and Alyssa show a week is not enough for you, you can consider becoming a member and we do an additional podcast on Sundays. So if you're watching on Facebook, there's a support now button where you can get more info. And on YouTube, there's a join now button where you can get some more info and you can consider becoming a member because we have a lot of fun over there as well. So I wanted to plug that because we haven't done that in many, many months. Yeah. Um, but we've been putting up, I think we're on, uh, I think we've done over a hundred bonus videos over there and we're going to continue to put a lot up. So if you want to, you know, be caught up on more of our personal lives and things like that, we go, uh, we put out a new podcast every single Sunday. So you can check that out. But let's hop into today. I think... The topic I want to get out of the way, but it's a must. Uh-oh. Alyssa's sick of it. You all might be sick of it. Or maybe you're not. I'm out I'm of not here. sick of it because it has made me feel incredible. I am on day 21 of my Whole30 diet. Yay! So once I go to bed tonight, that will be three weeks complete. I got one week left. And I got to tell you, I'm excited to actually cross the finish line to just say I've done yeah. 30 days. But I don't want to stop because I have gotten used to it. I like it. Yeah. I'm adding a little intermittent fasting in because she doesn't want to hear it because she eats trash. And I judge now. I so feel judgy. superior when I watch her eat junk food or have a glass of wine. I go, just weak, no self-control, and I'm judgy. But three weeks so ago, judgy. I was pounding beers and eating burgers. But we're not going to talk about three weeks ago. We're talking about today. When I go to the grocery store, I have peppers and almonds and eggs yeah. and, and meat and fruit. And the people in front of me have cereal and chips and soda. And I go, no, not for me. Not for me. So I'm on my high horse at the moment. But I'm not going to get too cocky because I've gone on many diets. And then I just want to have fun. And I decide to just get off of it. But right now, I'm committed. You're in it. So how many, how much weight have you lost thus far? Do you? I believe? don't know because I didn't want to be so devastated by the number. <laughs> how I felt and how my clothes were fitting was enough devastation for me not to want to hop on the scale. But if I had to guess, I would say I'm down anywhere from 8 to 12 pounds 
in three weeks, but a lot of it's water weight Mm -hmm. because when you don't have, I mean, I'm having carbs from fruit and I'm having carbs with a baked potato. So I am having carbs, but not like the grains or bread. And I feel like that really like holds water. If you have beer that holds water. So I think a lot of it was water weight, but I probably lost two pounds a week of fat. So I probably lost about six pounds of fat and then the rest water weight. Yeah. So that fluctuates, but I can just focus on two pounds a week is basically the healthy way to go. Um, but my I, energy level's good. I feel good about it. And I'm just going to keep it going and keep judging you. It's my new hobby. I have to say though, thanks so much. I love you. Love that hobby. There are a lot of things in life that are hard to do, but I feel like going on such a specific hardcore type diet for 30 days or however long you end up doing it is a really difficult difficult task to do. So I'm really proud of you because you really have just stuck with it. I can see such a difference in your energy, in your mood, in the way you look and feel. Like I can personally see that as your significant other. So I'm so proud of you. And I also have to say, <laughs> I think it's really important in life when it comes to food, when it comes to diets, whatever it might be, you just have to know yourself and you have to do what's best for you. So someone like Freddie, we all know this about him. He is either all in or all out. Like if you're gonna do something, like you're doing it. And that's why you doing the whole 30, you're able to do it because that's just how you you are. Yeah. For me, I, I'm just, I don't work that way. I don't like hearing, no, I can't have a slice of pizza if I want it. But I know for me, like more of a moderation counting calorie type thing, that does work for me. Because ever since you started the whole 30, I've been much more aware of what I'm putting into my body, I'm eating more healthy, but if I want the glass of wine on the weekend, if I want a slice of pizza, if I want you know the small little Lay's chips and the packages, like I have them, but I monitor it with you know calorie intake, and even doing that, I lost, what was it, like a pound and a half over the last week. So you just gotta kinda look and see what works for you. Know yourself, because I know that works for me. I know going hardcore, I'll just mess it up. (laughs) It just doesn't work for me, I hate it. I just use the momentum. Like like there's a day where I'm craving, because on Whole30 is very extreme. Like you can't have chocolate, you can't have dairy, you can't have anything really. But if there's a day day that I'm craving like, ooh, like what were we doing the other day? Remember I was like, oh, cold beer would be perfect right now. I forget what we were doing, but there, there are certain moments where I go, if, if I was going just towards the weekend, I would go, well, who cares if I have a beer on a Thursday? I'm going to drink and eat bad tomorrow. But the fact that I've got 20 days under my belt, I don't want to ruin that. Mm-hmm. So I have like that momentum of a bigger thing where I go, if, if I have a piece of dairy, if I have a drink, if I have a bite of a Big Mac, which she got the other day, a cheeseburger in the car, I got a hot coffee and it was oh, so good, black coffee. But... I go, I can't ruin it because then I can't look, wake up in the morning on my dry erase board and keep that streak going. Like I get right. more prideful, yeah. so it's harder for me to break. <laughs> so that's just how my mind works. Yeah. And that's why I just like, let me just keep this going for a while because I would rather get to a point where I'm like, ooh, like I'm actually kind of, I'd rather be too skinny and then have fun for a month and gain some back <laughs> oh than to break God. it and go in the wrong direction. But um, So what are you going to do after day 30 of the whole 30? I'm going to continue it, but I'm not going to be um, so strict when it comes to, to minimally processed foods. Like I will have beef jerky after 30 days, but that's not allowed because there's things in it, in the ingredients, even though it is meat, but it's not 100% like 
healthy in the sense of the whole 30 or if I go out to dinner we haven't gone out to eat which is our favorite thing to do but I don't know what they're cooking the salmon in and I don't really want to say can I get it plain and then do and it's like a hassle so I'll get just like steamed broccoli and whatever the salmon is that they have so I'm going to do things like that I won't do mashed potatoes because of the butter and all that but I might do a plain baked potato with just salt so just like certain little adjustments but but why not? You know, it's it's giving me a sense of accomplishment every night. Yeah. It's taking that decision out and that self-talk like all the time like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to lose weight or I don't feel good right now." Like, "Come on, Freddie, just think about it. in 3 weeks you'll be so much better." Mm-hmm. So I was able to open my mind up, feel like I've completed a challenge. I I'm on this discipline train and it's keeping my mind now open to new ideas that we've been really focusing on um, with real estate. And yeah. it's, it's so much fun to do a sales job again because real estate, the, the, I guess it's not really sales, but the selling part is. is not just selling a house or whatever it may be. It's, it's acquiring the clients and there are different methods in which you can acquire clients. So that's what I've been really helping Alyssa with on the back end of it. And then she's doing all the stuff that she's doing in, as the face of it. And we're just working together of like how to acquire clients. And it's just a lot of fun because you have that. It brings me back to like the audition vibe mm-hmm. where you're you're one call away from like something magnificent happening. Like anytime I audition for a, a, a national commercial and I get a call back. They, so you, usually you'd audition for a commercial and if you get a call back, it's now we're down to about 10 people. Then if they call you and say, hey, we're putting you on a veil. That means they're checking your availability and that's usually down to like two or three people. So they're gonna say, hey, are these three people available? Maybe two of them aren't and you get the part. But when they call you for a veil, you're like, if they book me on this, I'm gonna make about 10 grand in one day of work. And it's just so exciting. And I feel like the same thing in real estate where you're working, 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 you're getting leads or you're you're talking to people and then you lose some, you get some. But there's that excitement of like a phone call can change your life because if you get a listing for like a luxury home, you can make a huge chunk of change. Yeah. And so that excitement has been really cool. Um, what, how, how has it been for you? Because I know you had, I know you're getting really acclimated working with a team again with your brokerage. Yes. You've been you've been spending a lot of time in Tampa, and I'm glad that we ended <laughs> up at this apartment because it's a straight shot on the freeway, so it's not too bad. But what's been your vibe now and like how are you feeling? Because I really feel like we've taken that final step now. Yeah. And I'm really feeling ingrained in the real estate now. It took a few months to get into it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, also to touch on that too, where we live, it's not that deep Orlando area, which is kind of like more northeast. Like if you go into Orlando, Orlando, we live a little bit more down. So going over to Tampa, it's right under an hour. It's a quick, easy drive. And that's where the brokerage I work with, Allure Realty is. And it has been so much fun getting to know these ladies, learn from them, work together, and just have like that family vibe because it's been a long time for me since I've worked with a team of people. You know, yeah. it, obviously minus it's you. just been me and you. <laughs> No, it's been amazing. Which it's like we're just one person. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, so he, it doesn't He'll get count. mad at me sometimes if I don't know what he's thinking. Isn't it ridiculous? <laughs> he's like, you well, should know what mean? I'm thinking after we spend 16 hours a day. Why do I have to explain myself? I just look, you should know what I'm thinking. Right, 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 right. But anywho. Anywho, so it's been really wonderful. And, you know, first going into real estate, 
definitely went in like head first because there were deals working that we were working on right away. And it's been really cool to sit back and just kind of get accustomed, take a deep breath, figure out different strategies that I wanted to Im implement into my business of, you know, getting the brand out there, acquiring customers, doing more deals. So I would say the past like month really, we've had our head down and he's helped me a lot with just a bunch of different strategies, which we can talk about now that we're putting them into use. So once we get some results, we can chat yeah, about yeah. them later. But there are a lot of different avenues that we're doing, you know, old school, new age type stuff. And that's what's really awesome is we have social media now and that's where our attention is all the time. So we're working on a few different things, but I am just loving it. So obsessed. I, I, it's honestly one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I'm really, really happy that I did it when I did. It was just such an yeah. imperative, important thing to do. So yeah, I'm very happy and I'm excited for what is to come in the future. There's a, a lot happening and you know, let's, let's see what happens, baby. But we're loving Florida. It's been really great. Yeah, it's it's feeling like home now, and and uh, we we finally have a rhythm going. I think that was the clunky part of it. Of of um, th there's moments in, and I think because we're both creative, and if you're you're someone who's like creative or always thinking of ideas, I think you're gonna completely understand this. That sometimes you get so busy with life that there's a difference between busy and productive. And there's certain times when you have like looking for a home and you're moving and you're doing a new, like there's when there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on, you're kind of busy and then a month passes by and you're like, I haven't spent any time being creative. I haven't spent any time coming up with new ideas. Right. And I feel like August was such a, like a wishy-washy month that we came out of it going, oh, like now we're settled. Now we're in a place like, let's start being creative. Let's come yeah. up with ideas. I've gotten back into creating some more content and thinking about writing. And so it, it just took a while. And, and I just think I, I'm just hard on myself and I need to learn to be a little more patient. Yeah. But I'm just so <laughs> <Who> like <you>? <laughs> ready to go. Because like what I do with my diet is what I do when I have a task at hand. Like when I was helping out her, her parents, like with their handyman stuff, like I couldn't just go on Monday and then just show up Thursday because Tuesday, Wednesday, I was just thinking about the projects. Like when I have something, it must be done. And I get, mm -hmm. I, nothing, I will, I won't eat. I won't do any, it has to get done. But when you're doing creative projects, you can't just sit for yeah. five days and write a script. You need days off to be creative. So it's just kind of balancing both of those things. Yeah. But I'm really ready to go um, with everything that we're doing, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I want to do something special for our 200th episode coming up, and we'll have to I figure know. that out. What will we do? Do you guys want to see anything special? Maybe let us know. That yeah. Could be what would you fun. like to see for a 200th, 200th episode? We'll put some episodes. balloons up, maybe, or something. That'd be cool. That'll be the extent of it. <laughs> no. We maybe get... we'll have like some good news. We will have good news. We to will share. have good news. It's in six weeks, so we'll be able to accumulate some experiences and we'll have some good news to share on the 200. That'll I love cool. that. I love that. And speaking of experiences, we went to Sarasota this past weekend. Yeah. Which was really cool. And we originally went there because my brokerage was doing headshots for the agents for their websites. They have this new beautiful website and they want to make sure, you know, everyone looked a specific way, right poses to really have that brand and build that brand, which I love and appreciate so much. I'm such a sucker for a good brand and they just knock it out of the park. So we went there and it was this dope photography studio. 
He was so wonderful. What was it called? Sarasota Photo Studio. Studio. There you go. He was so lovely. It was this huge studio. And they had all, like, just wonderful people. And we got some really great shots. So I can't wait to see those. And then we went to the Ringling Museum, which is where the Ringling Brothers used to live. Yeah. And it's this beautiful, beautiful uh, place. And you pay, it's $5. I was shocked, first of all. It was only $5. Because when we lived in L.A., Anytime you want to do something, you're like, what's the parking going to be? Tickets will be minimum like 50 bucks, maybe any attraction. And so we're like, oh, we're going to go do the shoot. It's going to cost, you know, like what, 100, 150. And here we walk up and the parking's free. Huge lot, huge lot. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what are they going to be? Where are the prices going to be? Five dollars a person. So we're like done and done. And we go and it's this beautiful beautiful um they they have like a garden and it's on the water and it's a huge wedding venue did you know that they have a lot of weddings i can see why at the house yes in the back on the water yeah and the thing is we got there i'd say around four o'clock and they were closing at 5 30 and you know we were just discovering it for the first time we had never been there and so we're stopping in all these areas and we finally get to the very back which is like the mansion the ringling brothers lived in i don't know why i did that because they live there um and we get there and apparently though there's an inside that has this huge beautiful courtyard which is the place that they do everything so we didn't even get to see that part but we saw everything else which was absolutely just dynamic so beautiful so we had a lot of fun um going there and visiting and i love that where we live it's very central to a lot of places can access some stuff yeah just doing exploring i think i'm almost over my wet blanketness i've been doing a lot of exploring lately so i enjoy that it makes it makes it so where do you think you would want to explore next if you had to think about florida are you a theme park kind of guy do you want to do more beach towns saint augustine are you more interested not in theme communities? theme parks are all going to be 90 degrees and masks like i have no interest in that but if we go to like saint augustine or west palm beach or the keys like that'll be something to do because you know we we were talking about this the other day it was actually because um i saw camila and marlin were on their honeymoon like in greece maybe yeah and i was like that looks like so much fun i was like Alyssa and i have have yet to go on a honeymoon and we will we will but we were thinking maybe around like new year's because that'll be our one year anniversary we have to figure out where to go um that would be cool to do even if it's just like a little mini moon somewhere in florida yeah i don't really want to like go anywhere too crazy but i'd love to just do five days like somewhere beautiful and let's do it just kind of unplug and enjoy the five days of just you know yeah somewhere close i'd love to drive that would be fun. Ooh, maybe we could do the keys or something. I think that would be cool. Wouldn't that, because it's such an experience and I feel the keys, it's definitely a place where you go and you're like, I'm unplugging. There's so much culture and stuff to see in the city and stuff to do and oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Or even somewhere like Naples. Naples. I've never been to Naples. Maybe we could talk to a few hotels there because if it's our honeymoon, maybe there's something we could do. Even though I don't want to work though. I kind of would like to just go and just have no responsibility. It. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to look because Naples and Sanibel, oh man, we used to always go there with my family growing up. It's just a beautiful, the west coast of Florida yeah. is so beautiful. And that is definitely a very different vibe than the Keys. The Keys is like, from what I remember, I haven't been there in a long time, but more of what I've heard, it's 
more party. But then I remember when I was in the Keys, I was snorkeling and doing all these different types. of It probably things. has everything. So, yeah, but I do remember Sanibel is very chill, relax, just awesome. Yeah, we can maybe start planning it um, in like a couple months if we want to do that. That would be cool. Can you believe it's going to be a year that we got married? Yeah. Like, it doesn't that seem like yesterday? I mean, October 4th is our year anniversary being in Florida. What? Yeah. That blows my mind because I really do feel as if it were yesterday that we just got here. Yep. That entire road trip we did, stopping in what, five cities? That's not so bad for a cross-country road trip. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking forward to doing it anytime soon. So, But I will drive whatever it is, five, six hours to the Keys. Um, yeah. That would be fine because it's better than you know flying somewhere. Even our Miami trip, that drive was not bad at all. It was probably, what, maybe four Three hours. hours. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It felt pretty quick. And then, well, depending on what we want to do for our little mini moon, we could always stop in a couple different places. If we decide to go to the Keys, it's like, ooh, you could do... Maybe do one night Miami. Yeah. At least stop there yeah. so it's broken up a little. Go to that pizza joint. Yeah. Oh, you might be on the whole 30 then. Who knows? <laughs> we'll let you know. Who knows? That'll be a huge part of it, right? <laughs> Got to see where I'm at with it. Um, but let's let's switch to... Um, we'll get switch back to the honeymoon just because we don't have anything in stone yet. But we were thinking about it. Let's and see. we're like, we should plan it. Because planning a little trip is fun. Little mini moon, babe. It's called a mini moon. A mini moon. Um, but in pop culture news, we've got um, a couple things that I wanted to touch on. One is, uh, well, let's start with what we've watched lately. Okay. Because I've actually watched a few things that I'm really intrigued with. Um, Netflix has a movie called Worth, and uh, Michael Keaton's the lead. Okay. And you didn't get to see this, but I watched it last night. And if you're looking for just like a really good watch, but also kind of gets your mind thinking a little bit, it's about, I want to say he was a lawyer. I think he was a lawyer, Michael Keaton's character, who was responsible for creating uh, settlements for the victims of 9-11. Hmm. And it was very just eye-opening and, and just like kind of crazy at the same time because they called it worth because the whole question is what was someone's life worth? And they had 7,000 people who, were, who, who died or were injured from I think it was the flights as well as in the buildings, like mm -hmm. everybody, even people who were during cleanup who got sick. And uh, it just makes you just like see what happens behind the scenes. So it, it was, wasn't like a heartfelt kind of thing, uh, a movie, but it was just very well done. And it gives you insight of things you just wouldn't think about, yeah. of how they kind of created the settlements and how they were judging it based on what people did for a living. But then how it was it was hit with like controversy and then if somebody had a partner back in 2001, some states didn't recognize that as right. being like a spouse being if, so they didn't recognize the relationship. And wow. so the partner of, of the deceased may or may not get to receive the settlement because they don't recognize same-sex marriage at that time in 20, 2001. Wow. So, and then there was just like a bunch of drama with it. But it was just something I never would have thought of, and the movie was 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 really good. I think it's worth watching Worth. Um, hmm. And then another one that I watched was Stillwater with Matt Damon. Um, I give that like a 7 out of 10. Okay. I don't think you need to like run to go see it, but it was definitely not a waste of time. So Stillwater is pretty interesting. What's that one about? 
Um, it's a, a dad in Oklahoma whose daughter went to France for school. Um, she had a girlfriend that she was living with who got murdered and she was sentenced to jail and was in jail for five years. But then Matt Damon goes over there and tries to find the real killer to help get her out. And that's basically what the story is. But it was like kind of a, a political story because he was, they didn't really say it. But he was, you know, an oil, I think he worked on oil rigs in Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. a gun owner. I think he was super conservative. And then he ends up staying with a woman in France who is very liberal and they come together. Mm -hmm. But it's like kind of like they didn't Mm -hmm. hit on it too much. But I I really wish they would actually share a little bit more of stories like that where you start showing. Because it's very odd to me um, in, in the real world how there's... It's interesting to me, somebody who's extremely progressive or extremely alt-right, like how they don't have anyone else in their life that they love, that they're close to, that has a different political view. I think that's what's really, um, like, like I would never say anything negative about a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter because I have people in my family who voted both ways and I love them. And when we're all together in a group, not talking politics, everyone gets along. But it's always interesting to me when somebody's like so hateful I'm like, you don't have anybody in your life that you love that just has a different view. So it's very interesting. So I kind of like that they were shedding light a little bit on that of where you could see them get along. Um, And then the uh, the new show that I'm watching is called Clickbait, which is also on Netflix. And it's with Vinny Chase. What's his name? (laughs) Adrian Grenier. (laughs) Vinny Chase. From Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's really hard to see him as anything but, but he's doing a great job. Um, and it took about an episode for me to get into it, but now I'm really hooked. So I'm actually looking forward to checking it out tonight. I think I'm on episode three. Um, but Isn't that's a really good one. he captured or something? Because I remember seeing one, I guess, preview and he had to sign up and it was like... At five million views. I die or I die. something. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, so they... But it's a real twisted story that's something that I never saw coming. I think that's what hooked me mm-hmm. is if it was just like a... But like episode three, there's already so many twists that I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to watch. But I like that they're incorporating social media into it. Um, and, and I'm surprised there's not more yeah. movies yet again of like of social media and stuff because it's like so big. Yeah. They even had an article come out I saw that TikTok has officially, supposedly, reportedly, um, surpassed YouTube on watch time per individual. So if you take individual Sally, Sally is now spending more time on TikTok than she is on YouTube. And um, that's just pretty, pretty incredible. I can see that though. Because I think about what I do on TikTok, but I've never been a, a consumer of YouTube videos long form. I go there to listen to music. I used to. Now I'm a Spotify or Pandora, Pandora girl. Um, but I don't really watch content on there. Do you? Yeah, I feel like you watch I'm way more content. I'm a big YouTuber. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I, but mine's all education. Right. I do podcasts. I do how-to videos. I learn about everything on YouTube. You know, my niece, Juliana, she, one of her favorite shows, it's on YouTube. Yep. So there are a lot of creators, and I think for a lot of kids too, kid-friendly shows, huge on YouTube. Yes. It's wild. Yeah, and, but that's, that's why YouTube, though, is, is like the holy grail. As, as much as people 
are obsessed with TikTok and building content and consuming on it. When it comes to the creator side, everyone wants a successful YouTube channel because it's the most like lucrative. Yeah. But that's the difference. Like if like a hundred thousand, that's like our goal on YouTube, at least our first goal. And we've been grinding towards that for a long time. But a hundred K is like a million on TikTok. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's it's so it's it's such a committed um, oh, platform. Gosh, like yeah. for all of you who are watching on YouTube, it's like I think maybe you just watch us or maybe you watch a lot of YouTube, but a lot of people, even like yourself, like you don't watch YouTube. Yeah. So you would consume a podcast in a different way, usually on Spotify yeah. or iTunes. So yeah. it just all depends. But that that's pretty fascinating that an app that didn't exist just three years ago has become the biggest one. Well, it makes you wonder what's going to come out in five years to change the game. What is going to be the thing? Well, I sat around and I was like, what could ever come out? <laughs> I was like, we already have all this stuff and not thinking TikTok, but now all the apps are doing what... So I, I, I just think we're getting used to the short form yep. um, TikToks, Reels, like every platform's doing that. But there is a massive space for YouTube when you want to kind of like relax, hands-free and consume something. Absolutely. Like I think a lot of people who watch our stuff too... They're like, oh, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. So like they're maybe eating or they're going to lay down. Sure. And like where TikTok, it's more of a like, I'm just sitting here killing I'm time. what's happening. Or I'm going to like hop on and see. But with YouTube or Facebook, you're like, ah, I'm going to eat and yeah. watch. And you're like, yeah. it's like a movie. Yeah. Or a TV show. You're like, I'm going to sit and consume. Yeah. So you just have to kind of know your thing. But I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, I watched the D'Amelio's the other day. So How is that? I've heard the kind of mixed reviews. It's, it's interesting. So here's the thing. For anyone who doesn't know who the D'Amelios are, Charlie D'Amelio is TikTok extraordinaire queen, has the most followers, what she have, like... Over 100, 100 million, million, I think, yeah. And she has a sister who um, also has probably like half the amount of followers who kind of got famous after her sister because her sister was the famous one. And both the parents, along with the sisters, moved to L.A. because that is where a lot of the opportunity was as she was this rising TikTok star. And the show follows all of them around. However, it's trying to shed light on what life is really like behind the scenes because the parents very much want their daughters to continue to have, you know, a normal life, which what's really normal? How can you really have a normal life being that famous? And also a new sort of fame. No one's ever experienced a hundred million overnight type fame from social media. Yeah. You know, so Every, yeah, she's it's 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 a new beast. And the show itself, I mean, I watched one episode and I was like, okay, you know, that was good. I got my my fix of it, I guess you could say, just because I, I was like, how much more of this do I, I, I got the picture. But you feel kind of bad because the sister, like she gets a lot of hate on social media. And so she's trying to venture into music, but all these, what they call trolls online are writing just horrible messages. And she had this breakdown and I just felt so awful. But, you know, that's the kind of, scary side of fame you just don't know what's going to happen and they have these young girls now i mean all the young girls on social media all the young guys who whether they're creators or not there are so many different points of view of what can happen if you are famous you know you can't do everything right and everyone will just nag you on whatever it is um and then if you're not on uh, not a creator you're watching these creators and you think everything's perfect so there are just so many different um, topics I feel that come with this new age 
type of obsession because I feel a lot of us are obsessed with social media in a good and a bad way, you know? Like anyone who watches YouTube, even though that's not, would you consider that social media? Yeah. Yeah. It's a new form. It's a new way to consume content, content that we're not just going and sitting in front of the TV going, hmm, what's on tonight? Well, people probably have been talking crap forever. You just couldn't read it Ooh. unless it was the reviews from the critics. So like I'm sure when an album came out or a movie, you would hear from the critics and you That's could, true. but you could only tell by the numbers, which I think is healthy and helpful hmm. because if I put out a video and it does bad, then I'm like, okay, that video wasn't interesting and people swiped away. Correct. So I look at that and I take that constructive criticism without reading negative comments. I just can see by the numbers. When I see a high number one, I go, okay, what did I do that made this so successful? Mm -hmm. So I judge it based on the results because if you look inside the comment section, and sometimes it's it's kind of a bummer because it's unfair to the people who are kind and take their time to write a positive comment, but it's also just unhealthy to, you know, sometimes if you read all the comments, you're going to be like, you know, your ego is going to swell because people are saying you're yeah. so great, but then you're also going to get like punched in the gut a bunch. So it just depends on what mood you're in, but we're old enough to, and we know ourselves yeah. that positive, like the positive ones feel great. The negative ones, yeah, feel bad, but not, not too much. Like when I hear something positive, I'm just like grateful, but right. I don't let it get like, I don't think I'm like, when someone goes, you're so funny. I'm not like, I'm so funny. I'm just like, oh, cool. They thought that was funny. That makes me feel good. Right. If someone says you suck, I'm just like, well, you can probably, and maybe I do to you. That's fine. I'm not trying to win over 7 billion people. I'm just trying to find people who but like also, my content. what kind of person writes a mean comment? I would never. Well, but that's also the personal development and I'm knowing saying. yourself. Yeah. Someone like Charlie who's 17, how does she have the, this emotional skills as a 17-year-old to understand that that person – she has – like I understand the kind of person who would write, you suck – or how these people write on these poor young girls things, you're ugly, you're stupid. We understand the type of person that would write that and therefore their value doesn't count to me because I know that they're just very hurt and broken themselves and they have to do work on yeah. themselves. So I'm not gonna take a stranger with no profile picture saying something negative to me when I just go there in a bad place because I know where right, I am and I right. would never write anything negative but, you know, to anybody. What about this thought though? So we're in our 30s. We have grown and we would hope most people in their 30s, even if they haven't purposely tried to grow, you know, in personal development, they at least have life experience that makes them someone in their 30s, someone in their 40s, someone in their 50s. Imagine being in high school. Most high schoolers and teens are not developed. No. Think about all of the bullying that happens in school. So all of those bullies, all of that stuff that's happening where people are bullying to try and like make their peers laugh or whatever, now they're all online. And so now all of these teenagers can say these mean comments and feel confident because they're in front of a keyboard, not to the face. So now these young kids like a Charlie D'Amelio, she's 17, dealing with who knows what ages. Yeah. Who are more immature and not developed. So that's kind of an interesting thought too. Well, and I, I guess the bigger conversation is there's responsibility, which I've seen Instagram is doing. I think TikTok probably does it too, where they're, they're, you're starting to be able, especially on Instagram, you can write keywords that you don't want 
to be published. Mm -hmm. So we could we could write the keyword suck. We could write the keyword, you know, fill in the blank. And Instagram, if anyone comments any of the keywords that we've listed, mm -hmm. they won't show up on our comments. That's crazy. So, and then YouTube already flags what they find spammy or hateful. So they do that automatically. Wow. So that's why on YouTube, like if someone says, oh, this is so boring, that's not hateful. I still wouldn't write that on someone's stuff, but I can see if someone goes like, okay, cool. You thought it was boring. It's like, but you chose to watch it for free. It's like, if you didn't like it, just move on. Mm -hmm. Like in the time you took to write yeah. that, just move on to something yeah. else. Like there's many things I find boring. And I'm sure there's some episodes that we do or whatever mood you're in, there's something people like, that one was boring. It's yeah. like, okay. Um, okay. Like that's, you know, but I wouldn't phase out things like that. Right. But when people are being mean, that's nice to get out of there. Mm -hmm. Constructive criticism or like, I didn't like this or hey, Freddie, let Alyssa don't quit interrupting. Like those are constructive criticisms that I enjoy. And that's just people being polite about something like, hey, like this bothers me or hey, this audio was low this time. Like get the, change the audio. Like that's all helpful. Yeah. But if it's like you suck or to these poor young girls, like so the, 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 the social media platforms are doing a little bit to help that, but it, it's really just strengthening the individual to be able to overcome that. And also understanding that, you know, Charlie, many 17 year old girls, yeah, you're dealing with a lot of hate. Yeah, Dixie, you're dealing with a lot of hate. But if you weren't famous, you'd have no hate, but you also wouldn't probably have a record deal. You wouldn't be making money. You'd be working at a clothing store in the mall for $10 an hour. Yep. And so it's kind of the, well, the balance that that's what comes with fame is that you're, you know, unless it's even like for us, like we have micro fame, mm -hmm. but we've built, we didn't become famous overnight. It's been a slow build. So people have gotten to know us and I don't think we're too off-putting to people. No, I, I would think we're kind of like an easy watch. People are like, oh. We're not controversial. At all. We don't, yeah, like we're very like level-headed, which helps us where people are like, you know, yeah. we're not saying things that will trigger people. But then what are they doing that's triggering people? Just being young and successful? Well, it's funny you say that because on the show, uh, Char Charlie, no, the other sister, Dixie. So she Dixie's the older sister and Charlie is the younger one who's the really famous one. I mean, they're both massively famous now. But Dixie is a singer and they were interviewing her and she was like, you know, when I was younger, I love singing. I play the piano. And, you know, when you're a young kid, she was saying, you feel like, oh, I could pursue this. I'm going to do this. And she goes, and as I got older, I was like, oh, no. I mean, how would that ever happen for me? And she was laughing about it because she was just like, I just went to school. I planned to go to college. What kind of shot would I ever have of becoming a singer? And then she starts laughing because due to social media and that fame, she got the ability to be able to get a deal and to work with the best coaches. And even watching her work with this high-end celebrity vocal coach, she you could just tell she was so nervous and very unsure of her abilities and her talents. And then she broke through and she did well. But, you know, she's given, you're giving a, given a lot of opportunities when you have that overnight success. Yeah. So you just never know what can happen in life. And it's interesting how we're obsessed with celebrity culture as Americans. Probably everybody. I mean, as much as the Kardashians are going to say, well, we're business people, it's like now. Right. But you really started 13 years ago. And yeah, you still were doing business stuff. But... 
Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's assistant. Let's just start there, you guys. (laughs) But we're just, we're fascinated with celebrity life. Yeah. There's something about it that's intriguing. And uh, so, yeah, I I just, I just find the whole thing fascinating. But yeah, I'm not really going to watch, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch that. I just, um, I just wish them well. Yeah. What what are we going to. I hope it works, works out. Yeah, they just got to work work through the the growing pains and that's where people are gonna are gonna fight them because they're gonna say like oh you have all you're complaining about hate when you have all this stuff but it's like even when you do get stuff or you do have some sort of fame or some sort of success or that great relationship whatever it is it doesn't mean that everything that you felt before goes away you're just more prepared but i even saw a clip the other day where people think that if you're looking at someone successful that they don't have bad days, that they're not sad, that they don't get in fights, right. that they don't get depressed, that they don't. It's like we, everyone feels that all. Like you, you just have to figure out how to control it and then mm-hmm. minimize the amount that it happens. Isn't That's what I try John to do. John Goodman is that his name? He won't leave his house if he's in a bad mood because not he's, John Goodman. It's not it him. Was, um, else. Who is that? It was uh, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. <laughs> The J and the G, John oh, Gun, yeah. Jeff Garland, not not too shabby. No, he had said he won't leave his house if he's having an off or bad day because he doesn't want to run into a fan and be rude. Be rude, um, and it's kind of interesting because Hollywood, I feel, has changed drastically since we lived there and since we were in our early twenties. Because if we went out, you know, say to Chateau Marmont or Saddle Ranch on a weekend or any club, whatever it is you would run into young Hollywood, which would be more up and coming actors, singers. Now, anywhere you go, it's TikTok city. Yeah. I mean that you go like, cause I know the TikTokers go to Saddle Ranch a lot, which cracks me up cause we used to go there all the time. It's like the place to go. But now everyone's there, but they're doing TikToks when they're there. So they're setting their cameras yeah. up and they're doing whatever the, I think I think it's just I think it's mixed in. I just think there's all the act like Leonardo DiCaprio is not going to go to those places no. because he's no. you know like the young kids are excited just like yeah, that's I was what I mean. like there's a certain amount of time when you finally are in the spotlight you don't know what it's like to be out and recognized. I love when people come up. If you ever see us out, come up and say hi because it like happens like once a month. Yeah. So it's like cool. Yeah. You know, but with big stars, they get recognized a hundred times a day. But right. again, that's what you sign up for. So it even just Drake had a lyric in his song off of uh, Certified Lover Boy, and he was like, I'm sorry to my fans if you saw me on pretty much an off day. That wasn't the line at all, but yeah, that's what he said. What do you think about that album? I like it. I'm listening to it more and more, and he's just Drake he's is great. Drake. Yeah. Love it. So he's, he's really great. Um, and then lastly, um, I just saw this trailer. Uh, it's called Don't Look Up. And it's coming out December 24th on Netflix, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, and a bunch of other people. And wow, I I just can't wait. Like Leo and Jonah are back together. December 24th. December? Yes. Got me all excited. You know, I saw that, um, and I know you know this, but Ryan Reynolds. Gal Gadot and The Rock and The Rock have a great film coming to Netflix. I think it's in September. I think that one's September. And then I saw G Easy's new music. I think is dropping September twenty fourth. 
So a lot of new stuff dropping. Yeah, Jungle like Cruise we watched <gasps> with The Rock that was and Emily great. Blunt. That's really good. Um, you'll enjoy that. That was probably my favorite. I recommend that first. Fun, easy, Disney. So great. Just awesome. Um, also, yeah. two other quick recommendations. I watched Vacation Friends with John Cena. I loved it. You didn't watch it. It was, it was laughed a lot. He was really great in it. And then <laughs> another one of my little movies, if you will. It's called Afterlife of the Party, and it's trending on Netflix. It's Victoria Justice. But it was really good. They did great. So, so a lot of recommendations there. <laughs> Getting ready for the week or weekend to watch some stuff. But uh but yeah, we, uh, we want to thank you so much, and we'll be back here on Wednesday, and we're gearing up for that 200th episode, so please let us know, drop some comments down, what would you like us to talk about, what are some questions, what are some ideas, we'd love to just do something for all of you, so what would you want to see for our 200th so that we can just show our appreciation to your ongoing support. So we love you, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah.